Greetings, listeners. Welcome to another episode of the And I Am podcast. This is your host. This is your coach, Ann Billingsley. Blessings, 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 y'all. Thank you for joining me once again for the second season of the And I Am podcast. I am so excited. The testimonies that are going forth has been amazing. The feedback has been amazing. So I just wanted to, again, thank you all and tell you to continue to tune in, continue to share because we are going somewhere. All right, let's jump right in. For this episode, we have another special guest and I am so excited about this young lady. She has been near and dear to my heart, a person that God has brought into my life. I can just say this, when I count my blessings, I count her twice. Amen. Uh Amen. All right. So let me introduce you all to the beautiful Chantrell Carter. Greetings, Chantrell. Hello, hello, hello. All right. Thank you for, um, accepting this invitation to being on the and i am podcast i am elated about this um, podcast on today chantrell carter is a licensed professional counselor she has agreed to come on the and i am podcast and just share some light and share some wisdom with the listeners so can you please enlighten us on who you are what you do and then we'll jump right into toxic people and developing tough skin all right so that was quite the introduction i appreciate you (laughs) and you know thank you for allowing me to you know come and to share with your listeners it's uh, definitely an honor and a a privilege and so i'm grateful um like ann said my name is chantrell carter i'm a licensed professional counselor i've been practicing for five years now Um, i currently provide mental health services within a school setting and so the uh, the students or clients students or clients that I serve I use those two words interchangeably coming to the school with different uh, mental social emotional behavioral and academic needs and so my goal is to provide a safe space within the school setting where they can begin to process some of those things a lot of times trauma or challenges within school settings or by the time they come to the school that I work at it's a last resort they haven't had success in any other school and so part of what I do in the team that I work with is to instill hope in those students and those families that have endured you know countless rejections or you know people in you know schools or administrations or teachers not understanding their child and their needs and so uh, we have a very individualized approach to really to cover and wrap around the entire um, family and so it's you know it's not just a school it's a community it's a family and we take pride in um turning struggles to into strengths um and so that's uh what i do uh for a living it's challenging work um but it's very good and rewarding work and i'm so uh grateful to god to have the opportunity to to be a vessel and to um you know shine shine his light in the darkness for a lot of families and and the children that i work with Amen. Amen. I love it. I thank God for um, organizations, uh, schools such as this one, uh, because I was talking this morning to my sister and we talked about how many teenagers are suicidal that are committing suicide right here in St. Louis, not around the world. I mean, right two exits down from us and Mm -hmm. it almost it touches my heart because it's almost like I'm I I always think to myself oh my god I wish I could have met them I wish Mm -hmm. I could have ran into them Mm -hmm. I wish um I had a close family member a teenager her friend committed suicide three years ago and then just this month another friend of hers committed suicide so I'm thinking like I just wish I knew them you know I wish they would have reached out to someone I wish they was connected to the school that you uh work for and I don't know it's just something about 
the mind, you know, the mind is when I say the scripture tells us to keep our mind stayed on Jesus so he can keep us in perfect peace. Yes. I have been strategically. Well, well, the word is, is, is purposely keeping my mind on Jesus so that I can be in perfect peace because this year alone has been unpredictable for everyone yes it has been so heavy so um I thank God for the work that you do even publicly now I um commend you for that so we're gonna go ahead and talk I wanted to make a note Mm -hmm. about suicide and so um in the field we don't say you know uh, committed suicide they completed suicide Mm. um, because there are a lot of people that attempt and have multiple attempts and it's not completed Mm. um so we definitely differentiate between the two wow so what is the difference so i'm sure is that word commit and complete so Mm -hmm. with commit to something it's just like if we're committed to do something we're going to do it um just continue to do it until it's complete yes so they have committed themselves to it and committed it and completed it once oh man it's still it's just so sad we just heard about a lawyer here a, a famous lawyer here in st louis that just they said that he jumped off a building. Oh, wow. I mean, people are trying to escape the pressures Pressure. of life. Yes. They really are. So yes. that's why it's so important. I told my sister as well this morning that I don't want to be the ca- the straw that breaks the camel's back. Yes. You never know what people are going through right through here in the midst of a world's pandemic, in the midst of, I mean, bills are piling up and people are dying. That's depressing enough to keep watching watching the news and seeing people dying. I remember uh, about three or four years ago, I had to log off Facebook and I had to not cut on the television and I just got one-on-one with God. Mm -hmm. And I just went about my life, normal life without Yes. Tapping into the news because it starts to feel depressing. Yes. And it's it's overwhelming. And it's overwhelming. And what you do when you continue to, um, you know, take that, type of content in on a regular basis you know for some people it becomes like okay this is everyday life you become desensitized mm. and so something that should startle you or shock you now it's like oh it's just another day it's mm-hmm. the you know 27th day of October mm-hmm. oh another you know person has died another person has completed suicide another person you know was wrongfully killed or mm. another just injustice has occurred it's, it's everyday life and it's it's not that's not normal right it's not kingdom it's it's not normal it's not kingdom either so yeah that's really good because that's what i was saying for the people who that can lead us to into the topic of toxic people that sometimes when you get so bitter and you go through so much and you're not willing to forgive you're not willing to release it you're not willing to give it to god you can be that straw that breaks the camel's back you don't mind what happened to other people because hey that's just the way of life Mm -hmm. you know you thinking that hardship is a way of life that uh, miscommunications is a way of life now these things happen in life but we can't overcome these things so let's talk about toxic relationships toxic people I know that once me and you were talking you talked about being confident Um, just like you go from uh, glory to glory and faith to faith we can also go from confident to confident so tell us more about um, being confident and also about setting boundaries so that we won't fall victim to toxic people absolutely so going from you know confidence to confidence um in life you know as we develop and we grow and you know we do our personal work our um you know, personal development, you know, people often think like, okay, I'm on my journey of growth. I'm on my journey of healing. And that's what it is, a journey. You don't necessarily arrive at a destination. You just continue to develop and deepen and go um, become more grounded Mm -hmm. and sound in those things. And so even though you've experienced something or even
even though um, you've gotten to a place like you're confident. I was confident before, but I could say that this past year with, you know, getting, you know, reconnecting to God and really mm. deepening my relationship with God because I went through a, you know, three to four year period where I was disconnected. You mm. know, I wasn't plugged into the source, you know, which is our Heavenly Father. And so because of that, you know, I, you know, I was still, you know, strong. I was still doing my day-to-day. I was still, you know, still encouraging my students and, you know, counseling and being there for other people. But I was running off of my own will, Mm. which I'm a pretty strong person. God allowed me to be. (laughs) But, I, you know, I got to a point where I I couldn't, you know, I I was drained. I was tired. I was depleted. Mm. Um, And, you know, I'm counseling and I'm depressed. Mm. And so... um, Wow. And so this this past year, um, you know, was really a time of, you know, of restoration and revival and really getting back, you know, in tune with him. And so with that, um, and I, I thank God for, you know, my support system, you know, for a friend that, you know, reminded me like, you know, hey, you don't talk about your spirit, you know, you don't talk about your spiritual self. Like, what's going on with that? Yeah. Um, and being in a place where I could be vulnerable with her and talk to her and, you know, begin to pray again, you know, and, and that, you know, catapulted to, you know, being back, you know, really taking time in my, in my um, developing and, and cultivating my spiritual self again. But anyway, so going from, um, you know, confidence to confidence. I was confident before, but now that I'm back rooted in God and, um, you know, I'm, you know, studying, I'm spending time with him, you know, I've grown even more confidence because confidence because of my identity mm. in Christ. And so just knowing what he says about me and believing it, not just having knowledge of it, but believing it and um, knowing it to be a truth. And so you go from confidence to confidence, um, you know, faith to faith, glory to glory. You could go from, um, you know, even being more, you know, emotionally secure. Mm. Like you can continue to grow in those areas. And so it's just a continuation. Amen. You said two things that were very important. You talked about being vulnerable. um, And also you talked about being emotionally secure. Um, I, for myself, I was a person, and I may have told you this story before, where I grew up in a, an emotional, abusive relationship. Not just with uh, a boyfriend, an ex-boyfriend, but also with the family member where I believed that I was emotionally abused. You know, and we talked about just being emotionally abused. Some people don't know that they're they're going through that. But I did look on LiveBoldAndBloom.com and it talked about, so what is an emotional abuser? And it says it involves a regular pattern of verbal offense, threatening, bullying, consistent criticism, as well as more subtle tactics like intimidation, shaming, and manipulation. Emotional abuse is used to control the other person and quite often it occurs because the abuser have childhood wounds and insecurities that they haven't dealt with perhaps as a result of being abused themselves by a mother or father or uh any previous relationship someone in a, a, a position of authority mm-hmm. yeah emotional abuse just just doesn't happen sometimes when we hear the word abuse we think in boyfriend girlfriend husband mm-hmm. wife but ab- abuse can happen in a spiritual uh, platform. Mm-hmm. It can happen in family. It can happen with friends where you are so emotionally insecure as I was. I never wanted anyone to leave me. Mm-hmm. And I believe it came, it stemmed from me um, not having a mother. Right. For once, I went to child. I went to foster care before. Um, that was a, a, tr- a childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. Being ripped from your mother's arms. Don't know where your dad is. You're feeling unsecure. You're feeling defenseless. You're feeling uncovered. Right. And then I would have a family member that always talked about uh, divorcing me all the time. And I never wanted them to leave my life. And so when I got back with my mom, she passed away. Mm-hmm. So that emotion, I grew up. I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was toxic because I didn't, I intentionally never harmed people. Right. 
but I was so emotionally fragile. Right. You know, where I would cry if people leave me and I would take it personal. I didn't think I was worth loving. Right. Um, or if someone is super nice to me, I'll just really anticipate on them finding the fault that the other people mm -hmm. did and using that thing against me. And then I went through some things in my spiritual walk where I was outside the will of God. Mm -hmm. I was in his will, but outside, I was in his way at the right. same time. So I never left God, but I did, however, put myself physically in a place where I wasn't supposed to be any, I had, I received an emotional attachment. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't, I, you know, I don't relate it to like backsliding or anything because I thought I was pleasing God and serving God, right, right. but I was really, um, and I said this before, um, I was somewhere where the person wanted my hand over my heart right? and that really softened my emotions. So Chantrell, what we want to talk about today again is, um, how you talked about setting boundaries. We talked about, uh, being vulnerable. That's a very important place to be. It was a time where I was not vulnerable. Can you talk about a time where you were, um, connected, maybe perhaps connected to a, uh, someone that was toxic or were you toxic yourself? So sometimes we gotta, yes. I think it's time for us to start yes. telling people, you know, sis, you got a little, you know, toxic behavior going on. So I can tell the time where I was, um, I was in an unhealthy emotional state. So now I'm just gonna ask you, can you talk about a time you were in a toxic relationship and also some of the ways or um, any, advice you want to give to the listeners on getting out okay so ooh, i um uh, actually um i think it's been about a year now that i've come out of a toxic relationship um it was you know what i thought was a friendship um, and so during that time, um, I'm a person that I'm a giver. I like to support and encourage people um, and uplift them. And so anytime that, you know, you need me and you're a person that, you know, I care about and, you know, I want to do well, then, you know, if it's, if I'm able to do it, I'm going to do it. And so I, uh, this person, you know, presented in the beginning as someone that, you know, I had developed you know, a close attachment to and thought that they were for me and thought mm. that they cared about me and thought that, you know, um, you know, they were rooting for me. But then I, you know, found out that, you know, this person was talking about me behind my back mm. and, you know, was actually envious and jealous. And um, this person was actually like years older than me, like probably probably 20 years older than me. Wow. Um, and so um, it got to a point where, um, you know, when we, when we were um, basically, we cut ties where she, she wasn't uh, able to work in the same environment that I was. And so that's when, um, you know, my eyes were opened up because I got to a point where I was I was already tired. Like, and when I say tired, like just I was just through with just feeling just the mundane every day. Mm. Um, and so uh, when all of this happened, you know, she, she uh, the person was very negative and you know was pessimistic and didn't always have a positive outlook and you know mm -hmm. was tearing people oh down and talking about people and so I you know I have to admit during that time you know I took on you know the things that she was giving you know giving up she influenced me right. to the point where those things you know attached to me and I started to you know talk about people and like I gotta be honest you know it just, <laughs> evil you know, communication yeah. corrupt good manners yeah it really does. you know so I became you know um a negative person and you mm. know someone that had known me for years they were like you know I believe you to be a positive person and um uh, but during that time I was so cons you know I had gotten consumed mm. um and so that 
negativity, you know, attached onto me. And that's, you know, I started to, you know, see things negatively. Um, and so when this person was removed from my immediate circle, you know, I'm thankful for, you know, honest friends. Amen. They were like, you know, hey, this this person not for you. Like, um, you know, you need to, you know, take a look, sit back, observe, you know, open your eyes, take some time to think about it. I can't tell you what to do, but, you know, you, you might want to rethink this. And so I, you know, I sat back. Um, cause I was, you know, I'm a person that, you know, I call, I check on people. You need something, you know, I, you know, I take her stuff that she, you know, that she would need and different things like that. And so I, you know, I took a step back after having this conversation with a close friend of mine, I took a step back and, um, I didn't, you know, I didn't initiate conversation. Um, and so time went on and I didn't hear from the person. Wow. You know, with no checking in on Chantrell or, you know, hey, just seeing how you doing or, mm -hmm. you know, what can I do for you or what do you need? And, and so that got, you know, kind of watched for a couple weeks. And then I decided to, to, you know, remove myself. And I have to say that, um, especially when you have a close emotional attachment with someone, mm -hmm. someone that you care about and you love, and you know, you have a bonding relationship with, even if it is toxic, mm -hmm. it is hard to let go. It really is. It's hard to let it go. Is. And so, um, you know, I went through a it was a very emotional time for me mm. um where you know I'm like okay I thought this person was you know this person cared about me mm -hmm. and you know now it's coming out and I had different people telling me like you know hey you know just be mindful be mindful so I had people warning me they didn't explicitly mm. you know say what was going on but you know because I have to make the decision for myself because you can tell people you know stuff about some um warn someone mm -hmm. but they have to be able to you know their uh, the place the scales have to be removed from their eyes for right, themselves right um I, I definitely understand that yes yeah, so there. um and so at this point the scales were removed i was hurt you know i you know was sad depressed you know crying and it, it, it was a challenging time. It was a challenging time. And so during that time, I could have been more protective and guarded and, um, you know, not allow anyone new into my circle um, mm -hmm. because of that experience. But instead of doing that, you know, I had a, another friend that was fairly new, um, you know, that came in and instead of being guarded, I allowed myself to trust and be vulnerable. Amen. Um, Amen. There's times I had to do that as well, where you have, yeah. to, you have to let those guards down and yeah. be vulnerable from coming from toxic relationships, because you'll be surprised at how many people will use you as a trash can, but you're mm -hmm. trying to, you're actually building a relationship with them. Mm -hmm. You're actually, um, you know, trusting them to feel the same way about you. That's right. why I believe I put emphasis on, it's not just boyfriend and girlfriend. It's not mm -hmm. just husband and wife. A lot of times that's what people think toxic relationships mean no. because, but I have been in more toxic friendships than I ever have relation uh, intimate relationships mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've been in top more I've been around more toxic co-workers yes. than I have in any in intimate relationship so this thing is not just again right. listeners I really want to put emphasis on this this is not just a boyfriend girlfriend husband wife thing toxic relationships can be between um, co-workers a boss and a co-worker um, it can friendships it can be between even um, as Chantrell said it can be people of authority whether they are pastors whether they are uh, supervisors supervisors boss. bosses anyone could be so toxic and um, going back to the emotional abuse usually toxic people emotionally abuse you and this uh, website stated that it usually happens from something they went through in their childhood a lot of childhood trauma you uh, tends to lead to toxic behavior because that's the way you're letting out the trauma for one 
abusers think that everyone owes them something, even an apology, even when they have mistreated the person. So it says, here's some signs of to know that you're in the emotional abuse relationship. It says that number one, they will humiliate you, put you down or make fun of you in front of other people. They regularly demean or disregard your opinions, ideas, suggestions, and needs. Number three, they are sarcastic or teasing you or putting you down or making you feel bad about yourself. They accuse you of being too sensitive or playing the victim in order to deflect their abusive remarks. They can try to control you and treat you like a child. That's the number one thing for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, being they, you know, people used to try to treat me like a child. They correct or chastise you for your behavior. And number seven, we'll stop right there. It goes all the way to twenty. It says you feel like you need permission to make a decision or go out somewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, amen. Let me just say number eight. It says they try to control your finances and how you spend your money. Uh, number nine says they belittle, they belittle you um, in your accomplishments and hope and your hopes and your dreams. So that is a lot of things that I went through from a toxic person, toxic behavior um, that contribute to me being emotionally abused. But that was a really great um scenario that you used that you you know that you went through that you shared your story about the young lady that was toxic so this is something that I would like for you to share mm-hmm. um how do you um come back from being in a toxic relationship what are some ways that your emotions can heal um some ways that your emotions can heal um, and as I stated before, just a well, before I start on this, to summarize, as far as toxic relationships, the key word is relationships. So anytime you have relation with someone in some type of, dy- you know, a relational dynamic, toxicity can be transferred if that's an attribute of a person. Um, but as far as beginning emotional healing, which it can be very challenging to trust and be vulnerable um, with someone after experiencing, and if it's over, a, you know, an extended period of time, um, you know, as you said, and you were fragile, you didn't know, you know, you go around with your head on a swivel, like, who can I trust, you know? Um, and so I, I truly believe it's important you know, um, you know, going to counseling, being able, and if you are not in a place where you can go to counseling or you can't afford counseling, you know, being able to, to get to a place where you're surrounded by a community or you, even if you just have one person, Mm -hmm. um, that comes into your life and they show you, because sometimes we could take like our past experiences and apply that to new situations. Mm. And so, you know, that's what I used to do yeah and so you could have someone you know let's say you wreck you know you're used to people belittling you or Mm -hmm. treating you like a child or you know saying oh i appreciated you and love you but oh you you know you you just mean and i can't stand you in the same sentence Mm -hmm. um you know you 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 take those those are in your ear and so when you go into a new situation you're still looking out that same lens Mm. um and so it's important that when you know be to be mindful of, of the lens of, of being able to shift mm. and it's a uh, it's something that has to be very conscientious at the beginning um, because you you basically have to relearn mm. relationships you have to relearn you know new healthy patterns and so being in a position where you can you know you have a person that can you know teach you and show you and um and be able to learn how to be in a healthy relationship and that's something that they value because everyone doesn't value a healthy relationship um you know that's that's important so you know pulling you know making sure that you're in a position where you can shift, which that's easier said than done. That happens over time. Um, and so, you know, seeing, meeting a person and seeing them for who they are, just them, not taking someone else's, 
you know, um, attributes and placing that mm-hmm. upon that person. Amen. Um, wow. Let me interject really quick because mm-hmm. that is something that used to happen to me in relationships um, because I would ask God, um, how do I love your people? I would always try to see what people need. So what I tend to do, what I used to tend to do is belittle myself to let you know that I'm human. I make mistakes. You know, I'm flawed. Let Now let me encourage you. But now God has me to a place where you just go from a place of victory. Mm -hmm. You encourage from a place of victory. Mm -hmm. They know that you're in the flesh. Mm -hmm. That means you're not perfect, but Mm -hmm. you go in a place of victory. You encourage my people, empower my people, and let them know that I am still on the throne and I am willing and ready to help. I am willing and ready to provide. I am willing and ready to heal. So that's something that I had to stop doing. And I did that because I was connected to a person that always said everything that I was doing wrong. Mm. Always. I mean, when I got married, they were right there to tell me everything I wasn't doing right. Mm-hmm. When I uh, released my first book, they was right there to tell me what I wasn't doing right and why I started at this time and why I didn't answer the phone. I mean, just always nagging, always just toxic at all times. So, um, I thank God for deliverance. I don't dwell on it, but it's still my story. Yes. So I still share it. Absolutely. It's still my story. You know, sometimes people say, well, if you wasn't tripping off of it, you wouldn't say anything. No, that's That's not not true. true. That's not true because it's for you. If for me, I've overcome it. And so the other thing that I would add to, you know, being able to move to a position of, of regaining like emotional stability is like I, I had to like I had to go to God like it's <laughs> <laughs> the best place to go seriously I had for real I had I had to go to God and I had to you what know, does that look like it, a lot of times people yeah. say they had to go to God but what does that look like it it's a it was a process and so what it looked like for me is you know just starting to pray on a daily basis it started with me getting rooted back in a community at a church you know Mm. i wasn't i wasn't planted anywhere Mm. during the time that i was experiencing all of this turmoil and despair and chaos and and yes of course i had good moments but it was i was emotionally i was a dry well wow i was a dry well so um and so it it looked like me going back to god is you know starting to pray starting to read my word starting to step back foot into a church and you know and taking in the word and and being filled by Mm. the word and the worship music and and what what i'll tell you and it's like the first time that i stepped back in it was an automatic like rejuvenation. Wow! And so um, it was an automatic reju- rejuvenation, and so I just continued to go, and then um, yeah, I just, I just continued to go, and then I decided, to, you know, um, I was led to join, and then after joining the day. Uh, my birthday was the 4th of January the 5th of January I joined the church the 6th of January we started 21 days of fasting and prayer (laughs) so we went into consecration and so what I can say for me is during those 20 I I, I tell this is my testimony those 21 days uh, I basically did like a reckless abandon like I had to die to my own like I died to my own will wow and so i went all the way in like i just went just head first into it and so they say you could choose you know how you want fruits or vegetables or you know one meal after such and such time i decided to do liquids only (laughs) wow liquids only you know for about two weeks of the you know uh 14 days of the 21 days because i like i needed I needed to hear. I needed to hear yeah. God. I needed to Him to feel me. I needed Him to renew me. I needed to hear His voice. And so, for me, the emotional healing, you know, began in His presence. Um, 
it, it started with trust and vulnerability with a friend and then it was it catapulted even more so when I went back to my father wow. and humility and, and repentance yeah that's important <laughs> right there repentance and just you know and just being vulnerable with God and so it started being with me being vulnerable with a friend and then I got to a place where I was vulnerable with God because yes. he knows the number you know strands on my head he knows me by name yes. you know so and I um you know I had to get to a point where I could you know I could do that and I cried and I told him about the different things that I was going through I asked for forgiveness and um, you know, he helped and it was so many different things throughout the year as far as like uh, negative experiences that I had, you know, um, taken on from unhealthy relationships within the workplace mm-hmm. and with people in authority, bosses and supervisors, you know, basically. Uh, I'm gonna say it, making my life a, like they tried to make my life a, a daily hell. Like, wow. and I'm in a position you know, underneath you, but why why are you trying to attack me so mm-hmm. hard? Why are you coming for me? Right, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> and you and I'm underneath you know, I'm right. underneath you or whatever. Well, well naturally. Yeah, naturally. Yeah, naturally. naturally. Something you know what I've learned too, um, Chantrell, this is what I learned. Some people are envious of your peace. They can be the boss. They can make more money. I was telling this, uh, my sister yesterday, I was on the phone with one of my sisters in the gospel and, uh, we were talking about the workplace and she was saying, you know, it just seemed like bosses can do anything and get away with it, but they can get away with it within that company, but they won't get away with it with God. Mm -hmm. Every knee shall bow. Everyone has to come to a place of repentance and confess, confession right. of our Lord and Savior. So I told her it was once before, this was maybe about 10 years, 15 years ago. But this lady, she was the boss of that company and she just couldn't stand me. I was a single parent, one income at a part-time job. Couldn't couldn't call off because I didn't have benefits. Didn't have any um, health benefits. Didn't have a, a lot of vacation time. But yet she didn't like me. Right. And she always talked about the sixty-five thousand, the seventy thousand that she would make every year. So I thought just like you thought, but we wrestled not against flesh, flesh and blood. Right. So in the natural, you were at a position under them. But spiritually, some people know what you possess. Right. And they envy that. They want that peace. They'll give you their 70000 for, I think I was on like 23000 back then. You know, right. they'll, they'll exchange that for the peace. Right. Because the peace of God is a virtue flows from you. And, yes. and, and the anointing is very attractive. So it attracts even demonic mm-hmm. um, persecution. Also, it attracts people on the good side of the anointing. They want to be around it. So a lot of people used to come and want to talk to me and want right. to get encouraged. And that envied her. You know, that, that was envious towards her. So I can't say that. I can see you in that job now. <laughs> Just as peaceful. And yeah. that's why, you know, the Bible does, it does speak of in Proverbs that the wicked doesn't sleep until they've done mischief. Mm-hmm. And some people have to do somebody wrong before they can get a good night's sleep but that's horrible it's horrible but it happens i've heard of it you know i was just speaking on the platform of nationwide girl talk and a person that i haven't heard from since six months called with some abusive behavior and it was up to me to ignore it. So I'm just saying that um, that's why I wanted you to give us some points on, you know, how does that deliverance look like? What does it look like getting detached? You said something else that was so um, powerful about um, it's hard to come from toxic relationships. People think, I know certain people were like, oh, girl, just go on about your business. Just, I'm like, it's not that easy. This hurts. Mm-hmm. You know, this is somebody that I was emotionally tied to. It was an investment. Yes. An an investment of time. And so anytime that there's an investment, you know, if you were fully invested in it, you're going to, you know, reap, experience (laughs) some type of reaction to that loss. Um, Wow, that's good. 
So it was an investment. Yeah, it was That's an investment. Really good. Um, a bad investment. Yeah, but know. it was an investment. The right. return on your investment wasn't good. Right. And you feel that gut feeling just mm-hmm. like if it was financially. Yep. So yeah, I like that. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yep. So that's that's what it looked like for me. You know, just just getting back. Um, there's different parts of ourselves that we have to, cause we're a complete person, right? We're spirit. We're spiritual the spiritual part of us and then there's you know the human part of us and we have to make sure that we're taking care of both um and so for me I neglected my spiritual self Mm. and because I neglected my spiritual self everything else started to fall down as far as the rest of my being and so emotionally I was you know Mm. coming down you know mentally I was coming down physically you know you know it was nothing for me to snack you wow. know and so you know even financially spending money that i didn't have mm. like we gotta be honest to make up for your emotional yeah. wow yeah so um and so it's um yeah it's a it's it's a thing and so once i got back um restored you know i was able to get back in balance mm. and so once you know i got back into you know my relationship with god and who what my identity in christ and then you know started to that that helped me that gave me peace you know having his unconditional love like i i could flow from a different place now because i'm rooted in him and so everything else can grow even more and flourish more now because I have I'm grounded and, and have stability. Amen. You know? So, what advice would you give to people that are coming from or want out of that's coming from toxic relationships? What advice uh, would you give to people that need to be emotionally healed? And also, the advice you would give to people that need to develop tough skin so that they can speak up for themselves. So, that's a three-part question. Okay, start with part one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Repeat part one for So, what advice would you give to someone that wants to come from a toxic relationship? I know I wanted out and I didn't know how, but now I've developed such a relationship with God that... All I have to do is just continue to pray mm-hmm. and um, they God will do the separation for me so it mm-hmm. won't be messy. So what advice would you have for people that want to come from toxic relationship? That's one and two is uh, for the uh, uh, emotions. They want their emotions to be healed. Mm-hmm. And then the third one we'll get to after the two. Okay. So the first one, if you you are wanting to come out of a toxic relationship, it really depends on the state that you're in, because my my recommendation will be different for a woman that's in, um, and I'll say a woman and man because men experience intimate and domestic violence too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my recommendation would. My recommendation would be different, you know, for a person experiencing domestic or intimate partner violence compared to someone that's experiencing toxicity and other um, relationships in their life. And so um, someone that's in an intimate partner or domestic violence situation, um, that takes a lot more preparation, planning, strategy, um, and before you can fully remove and be in a, because the goal is for you to be safe. but as far as other people that are struggling in other types of toxic relationships, um, I think one thing um, to start with is, you know, going to a, a, a counselor or this could be someone in, you know, mental health, um, someone, you know, it could be your pastor or someone at your church. If you do have a church home, uh, it could be um you know, a community community group or support group that will allow you to be around other people um, that may be having the same experience or struggle so you have a sense of community because sometimes when you're in a toxic relationship, you get to a point where you feel isolated. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to, you know, get to a place where you can be surrounded by people and have someone that can encourage you on um, and coach you on, on how to... Um, you know, come out of that situation or grow from that situation. 
Amen. Amen. So, Chantrell, this will, um, we're going to wrap up here. This was an awesome, awesome conversation. However, I do want to pull on you just one more time. Yes. <laughs> All right. I want you to um, encourage the listeners um, how they can um, just continue to, that they that there is life at the toxic relationship. There is life at the emotional abuse. There is um, a way out, as you explained earlier. But just give them words of encouragement to let them know that that there is a way for them you know sometimes we can see your testimony and it does look good and encourage me but i want you to verbally encourage the listeners today that um you know about the tough skin and the callous um scenario um so listeners for the person that is listening to this podcast today and you're in a state where you feel like that you cannot escape toxicity in your life um you feel like that you are that they uh this person has a strong hold on you or that you are in captivity or bondage it's definitely life after toxicity you can escape there is a way out you will grow heal and move forward from this um it takes time but be of of um of encouragement and it definitely uh is important for you to in removing yourself from a toxic relationship making sure that you keep uh those those references of those past experiences and not using them to um of course to protect you but using it as a reference reference guide to um as you go and try to develop new relationships and so something that i've learned this year is about the importance of testing people by the spirit the fruit of the spirit um and so looking for those attributes and people but in this process of being in a toxic relationship it's very easy to develop callous skin and so um when you come out of a toxic relationship you'll be sensitive and fragile um but it's important to develop tough skin and people say you know use it loosely um but you know tough skin is a is a protective barrier um so in developing your tough skin make sure it doesn't become callous um become callous and so callous skin is um, impermeable. That means that things can't easily pass through it. Mm. Um, it's difficult to penetrate. It's insen- It can look like um, um, insensitive, cold, mm. um, preventative, closed off. Um, you know, oh, wow. your pessimism grows when your skin is callous. Um, it has the. It's a, a breeding ground. It has potential to develop. Um, a potential and breeding ground for hate and doubt and judgment mm. to cultivate on the heart in the heart and um if you're a you know a mental health professional or helping professional like me it's an indicator of burnout sometimes mm. um because you get so used to carrying you know and taking on so many much many things from different people um you can get weighed down and and so a question I ask is, you know, what are you applying to your skin? And so when you are, and I came from a place where I had callous skin and now I have tough skin. Mm. Um, and so tough skin is, you know, built to endure challenging elements. Mm. You know, you apply moisture to revive and, you know, make it smooth. And for me is, you know, it's God, it's Jesus, the Holy, you know, the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. you know, reading his word, praying, meditating on his word, listening to worship music. Those are things that I apply to my skin to keep me you know tough but still gentle and soft yeah um and um you know your tough skin is a protective barrier um it keeps harm from entering it's durable flexible adaptable 
open. And so those that's the difference between callous skin and tough skin, the, the durability, the flexibility, the adaptability, and the openness. Wow. Um, that's good. And so that's 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 important. So um, you want to have tough skin so that you know when someone says something to you, you won't be easily offended. Mm-hmm. You won't feel like that, oh, they just trying to tear me down and attack me, which some people try. Um but it won't break you. Mm-hmm. And also you can speak up. Yeah, you can speak up. And so and so that's what I, I would say to the listeners today is to, you know, think about, you know, where you are today. You know, if you are calloused and, you know, how do you want to get to a place where you can be tough? You know, you can still have, you know, those you know those attributes of the of the fruit of the spirit you know being gentle and kind mm-hmm. and loving and patient and um you know long suffering mm-hmm. self-control you know yes. how do you get to that place and it you know it it grows it develops it's cultivated you know during our time with God and also investing in healthy relationships Amen. um you know in healthy relationships and having people that are encouraging and can help cultivate in that in you as well. Wow. Um, that's so good. That's what I would say. Amen. Amen. I pray that this has been a blessing to you all. It has been a blessing to me. I am so excited and I am so glad to have you here today. I thank you again for joining us on the And I Am podcast. This is the second season and I'm just excited to see where God is going to take this. I'm excited to see um, people um, just be healed and and people to grow. I'm I'm excited to hear about it, you know, as well. So again, listeners, I thank you for tuning in. I know that this was a longer podcast than usual. However, the content is so, so valuable. The content is so powerful. And again, we give God all the glory for it. Chantrell, if you can really quickly tell our listeners where they can reach you, um, you know, just where they can reach you and also if you have a following um, social media network if you have a following please share with our listeners all right so um currently i am on facebook at chantrell carter i don't have a lot of social media at this time (laughs) um so i am not currently in um private practice but that is definitely the next part of my journey Amen. Amen. I was going to ask you about that. Where do you see yourself, you know, going with um, counseling? Because you're very wise. And I'm telling you, I love wisdom. Wisdom is a beautiful thing to have. The Bible actually tells us in the book of Proverbs um, to get wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing um, to get wisdom, get knowledge. But with all I get and get an understanding. Understanding. And I thank God that he speaks to you from a place of wisdom and you are able to give people an understanding to the um, practical side of spirituality. Yes. You know, so I thank God for that. All right, y'all. So let's wrap up again. I am your host, Ann Billingsley. Don't forget, if you have any questions, any concerns, any comments, you can reach me at annbillingsley.net. That's A-N-N-B-I-L-L-I-N-G-S-L-E-Y.net. And until next time, y'all, God bless you again. I'm Ann Billingsley, and I will talk to you all later. God bless.